He put the stone back in his pocket and continued up the trail. He was on the verge of giving up and turning back when the cabin came into view, standing in the middle of a clearing. It was small compared to his old Victorian house in the valley below, but would probably have been considered large and quite nice in its day, he guessed. The stone steps leading to the front door were crumbling, and the old-fashioned roses growing beside it had run amuck, cascading down the hills like a pink waterfall. A large hemlock tree stood sentry on the far side, casting a protective shadow over the cabin. He picked his way carefully up the stairs. The last thing he needed was to slip on a crumbling bit of stone and break an ankle. The thought briefly alarmed him, and he chided himself for not telling Cora where he was going. He knew better than to strike off alone into the woods without someone knowing where he was and when he would return. But it was too late to do that now. He grabbed the door handle and pushed. The door was warped with age, and it took several hard shoves before it gave way and swung open. He stepped into the dim room. "'Brother, you're home!' The woman threw herself into his arms. "'Hey, hold on there!' James Cyrus struggled to free himself from the woman's embrace. You've made a mistake. I'm not your brother, and I don't have a sister. Who are you? What are you doing here? The woman stepped back, laughing. It's me, Cyrus. It's Elizabeth. She grabbed the sides of her long skirt and twirled around. I know I've grown up. I turned twenty last week, after all. But have I changed that much in a year's time, brother? I already told you I'm not your brother. Confusion washed over him like a fever. The woman looked vaguely familiar, but he certainly wasn't her brother, and she certainly did not belong here. What are you doing on my property? It's dangerous to be up here all alone. Your property? You mean our property, Cyrus? She looked as puzzled as he felt. Papa's property. She stepped closer, taking his arm gently in her hand and examining his face closely. Are you well, Cyrus? You aren't wounded. You seem confused. I'm confused. Miss, it seems to me you're the one who's confused. He reached up to push her arm away, but froze, hand mid-air. His arm was swathed in navy wool, not the green cotton plaid of the shirt he'd been wearing. Cold sweat beaded on his forehead as he looked down at the four-button navy coat and light blue trousers he was now wearing. Worn, dusty black leather shoes were where his hiking boots had been just minutes earlier. He reached up and pulled his hat from his head. Briefly comforted by the feel of the brim, his heart sank when what was supposed to be his favorite Baltimore Orioles baseball cap turned out to be a leather-billed forage cap the same navy blue color of his coat. James Harris's legs began to shake uncontrollably. Bile rose in his throat. He recognized the clothing he was wearing. "'What the hell am I doing in a Union soldier's uniform?' he whispered. "'Cyrus, you're not well.' Elizabeth grabbed him as his knees buckled and eased him into a chair. "'Let me fetch some water for you.' She stepped out the back door of the cabin and reappeared moments later with a dipper of water. He took the dipper and drank deeply. "'Thank you,' he whispered hoarsely. "'I'm... I'm not myself. He finished the water and handed the dipper back to Elizabeth. More, please. He looked wildly around the cabin. It was furnished plainly with a table and four chairs, two caned rocking chairs set before the fireplace. 
He could see a large bed in the adjoining room and a chest of drawers exactly like the one in his grandfather's old bedroom at home. A ladder led to an overhead loft. Elizabeth returned with a pail of water. Greedily, James Harris downed another two dippers full. His gut reacted like he'd been punched, doubling him over in pain. "'I'm going to be sick,' he whispered. He staggered out of his chair and through the front door, stumbling down the stairs before collapsing on the ground, vomiting. Stomach empty, he rolled over on his back, staring at the sky. The afternoon sun was warm on his bare legs. The scratches from the blackberry brambles were beginning to sting. Bare legs. James Cyrus struggled to sit up, staring at his scratched legs. Gone were the heavy wool trousers and jacket. He was wearing his own clothes again. He was back. But where had he been?'